As Pastor Dusa said, um, he had asked me if I would be willing and interested in preaching a series sometime. And, of course, my first response was, let me pray when. And as, as that was my response, God said, okay, well, why don't you talk about that? And I said, okay, well, when? And um, when I looked at things with, that were going on, and um, God just led me to these three weeks knowing he was going to be away and just um, filling in there, and it just really fell to where God wanted it to be. And so for the next three weeks, as he said, we're going to be talking about prayer. And I broke it apart into um, the purpose of prayer, the power of prayer, and the pr- persistence of prayer. So three P's that we're going to look at of prayer. And so this morning, we're going to look at the purpose of prayer. And we're going to open up to Matthew chapter 6. And I'm going to read verses 5 through 13. Matthew 6, verses 5 through 13. It says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and on the street corners, to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room. Close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. This then is how you should pray. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I've been involved in children's ministry since I've been about 13. So pretty much as long as Pastor Deuce knows me, I've been involved with kids um, from little kids up through teens. And I love hearing children pray. And as some of you know me, with working with the kids, I will ask the kids if someone wants to open in prayer or close in prayer. So it's just really neat to hear them pray, but also giving them that opportunity and helping them understand what it means to pray to God. And their honesty, and they usually are very simple prayers, which as adults sometimes I think we forget about, the simpleness of how prayer can be. And some things that you'll hear kids pray is, Dear God, please help me have a good day. Please let me have fun at church. Or please help my brother leave me alone. And there's some others I was researching. And as prayer is a conversation we have with God, that is a very, it should be an innocent conversation that we can have with God. But here's some others that I had found um, as I researched some prayers of kids saying. Isn't it unique what kids will pray? But sometimes I think, Shouldn't we be that innocent in our prayers and that open with God? Prayer is a vital part of our Christian lives. God is not afraid for us to be honest. In fact, God desires us to be completely open and honest with him when we pray. God desires us to be more like children in our faith than we really are. In Matthew 19, verse 14, it says, Jesus said, let the children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Paul encouraged the church in Ephesus to be imitators of God as little children. How much do we imitate that childlike faith when we come to Christ and we pray? Prayer is not just an action, but it's a process. It's the process of shameless persistence 
based on faith in God's nature that releases God's power in his kingdom. The purpose of prayer is broader because prayer affects us on so many different levels. In our scripture today, Jesus gives us what many of us call the Lord's Prayer. It's a model prayer for us. It's important to remember that Jesus does not say only pray these words, but he said rather pray this way. The elements of this model prayer gives us a real insight into the purpose of prayer. So today I want to break apart this model prayer of what Jesus taught his disciples to help us understand better the purpose behind prayer. It starts with our Father in heaven. This means we are praying to our Father who's in heaven. We start this way so we know that we are praying to God, our Father, and we're not alone. God likes when you call him your Father. He wants to talk with you. He wants to talk with you. Notice I said with. He just doesn't want to hear from us. He wants to talk with us. God is our loving father, and we are each his special children. Notice it says our father, not the father, showing the personal relationship that God desires with each and every one of us. Our instead of my shows us that prayer should not be selfish. We are part of God's family. Others are brothers and sisters in Christ because God is our father. In heaven, God is everywhere. In Acts 17, verses 27 and 28, it says God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of our own poets have said, we are his offspring. The next part says, hallowed be your name. God's name is holy. God is holy. Even though God wants us to call him our father, he is still God. It is sometimes really hard to understand who God is and what he is like. God made us, and he is perfect, never making mistakes. You are not a mistake. God wants us to remember that we need to treat him special because he is God, and we need to honor him. When we pray God, we, to God, we need to be respectful Because he is a holy God. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. If we think about where God lives, we know it's amazing. The Bible says that heaven, there will be no more crying. God will live with us, and there will be no more hunger or hurt there. Your will be done, we are asking God to be in his will, not our own. We want to pray and ask God for what his will is for our lives. Not God to match our will, but our will to become God's will. This is a part of prayer that says we're praying that people would live in peace and love with one another the way that it is in heaven. It reminds us that we should be living the way God wants us to live every single day. Give us today our daily bread. We are asking God to give us today all that we need. Not what we want but what we need. Keep in mind that these are things that we cannot live without. We do not need the next best cell phone. We do not need the best computer. We don't need new video games or the newest music that's out or many other things that you can think about. God knows what we need. We need food. We need water. We need shelter. And God provides for our needs. 
Even though we pray for things we need, that does not mean that we will get them right away. There are still people in the world with no food, but that does not mean we stop praying for these needs to be met. When we ask God for things, that means we trust him and that we leave him the decision to be made. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Debts, trespasses, sins are used in different different versions of scripture. Debtors trespass or sinned against us. This part of prayer is asking for forgiveness of our sins, the things that we do that God doesn't like, including our actions, our words, and our thoughts. But it says, as we also have forgiven others. Forgiveness means that we're sorry for things we've done and that we do not want to do them anymore. We're making that 180 turn and we're going in an opposite direction. We turn away from those things. This part of prayer also says forgive as we also have forgiven. We must forgive other people that have wronged us, that have hurt us. Sometimes we're hurt badly, so we need to ask God to help us to forgive them because it's hard. We may not want to. But it says, as we forgive others. If we don't forgive others, how can we expect God to forgive us? And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. It is sometimes tempting to do something we know we're not supposed to do. We're all tempted. This part of prayer is helpful because it asks God to help us to know the right thing to do. To protect us against the evil that's in the world and to keep us away from it. We're all tempted in many different ways, but God will help us when we are tempted. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 it says, "No temptation has overcome you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, but when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it." God will give us the way out so we can endure those temptations and not have to give in if we are trusting and believing in God to help us. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. This last part of prayer is the best part of prayer. For yours is the kingdom means that heaven will last forever and will always be God's. God also has all of the power And he has all of the glory forever, not for now, but forever. This should cause us to rejoice knowing that God will never die and that he is the strongest. God is the greatest around with God. We will always win. Not sometimes we will always win with God on our side. Amen. I agree. So be it. I really mean it. I don't know when, I don't know how, but I know that Jesus will answer my prayers. That's why we end our prayers. Amen. I don't know when, I don't know how, but we know that Jesus will answer our prayers. So the purpose of prayer is our special way of talking to God, communicating with God. So remember to pray as many times as you can. God loves you and wants to know everything about you and how you are doing. God waits to hear from you daily, moment by moment. We should always be in an attitude of prayer throughout our days. In 1 Peter 5, verse 8, it says, Be alert and sober mind. 
Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. The enemy is always trying to trip us up and to defeat us when we're doing God's, especially when we're trying to do what God wants us to do. And this week has been a rough week for me. Um, And I'll just share, let me just share a little of why this really had hit home with me in prayer. Um, On Sunday when I came to church last week, my left leg, the bottom of my left leg was red. I did not know what was wrong. Um, Lori yelled at me. (laughs) and told me I should go to the emergency center and told Jason, you need to take her. And Jason said, I'm not going to make her go. (laughs) Because I said, I'm not going. If it's worse on Monday, I'll go to the doctor. That was what I said. And so I did not go on Sunday. On Monday, I went to school, and it was worse. I called the doctor. As soon as he was in, 8 o'clock, the doctor office opened, and I called. And I went to see the doctor at 11 o'clock. I left school early. And he asked a series of questions of what, what I was going on. Did it itch? Is it burning? Is it hot? And all those kind of questions. And the long and short is he told me that I had cellulitis. I had no idea what that meant. I didn't know what it was. I had no idea. And so he gave me an antibiotic to treat it. But I didn't have all the symptoms of what some have with the cellulitis. I had no pain. It was just red. And it was starting then on my right leg. And so I went home, and I put my feet up, like he had told me to, put warm compresses on, and I prayed. I said, okay, God, I don't know what's going on. I know I'm supposed to preach this week, in the next three weeks, but I don't know what's going on. Here I am. I'm taking this medication. And it got worse, and then it started to get better, which just tends to be what happens. And after six, I took off of school on Tuesday because I didn't know what was going to happen And it was a good thing I took off on Tuesday. Um, Tuesday was in a lot of pain. When I would put my feet down, I didn't know if I was going to be able to stand up and walk. Um, That's how painful it was. I never had any seeping, which usually will happen, and all those kind of things. So it wasn't contagious from that perspective. Um, But it was very painful on Tuesday. Wednesday morning, I woke up and I said, I have to go to school today. It was C at the pool. There was a lot of things going on. And there was, um, as far as school was concerned, my classes were who knows where. They were in study halls, and it was a mess. And I said, I need to go to school. This is my job. I need to be there. And so I was determined to be going to school. And I did, but I had called the doctor then um, on Wednesday again because when I was at school and went to the bathroom, I looked in the mirror, and my neck was red, my arms were all red, And then I looked further, and my stomach, my legs, everything was red. I was breaking out in hives. So I was having an allergic reaction now to the antibiotic. So I went back to the doctor Wednesday after school, and he put me on um, prednisone to get get rid of the allergy and took me off of the antibiotic and gave me nothing for the cellulitis. I said, okay, so now what? And he just kept saying, keep your feet up and let's see what happens. And I've been in communication with Pastor Deuces saying, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I'm going to be able to stand. I have no idea. But as you can see, obviously I'm standing. I am not in pain. I only had pain one day, which is completely an answer to prayer. Because it is, cellulitis can be very painful. You can miss days and weeks of work, um, be down and not be able to function. 
And that is not what happened. Literally, it was one day of pain. And that is only because of what God can do. And I trusted God. And I said, and I can, I, I had told Pastor Deuce of this, and I had text Marie this as well. And I said, I am not letting the enemy win this one. This is what God wants me to do, and I am not letting the enemy win. Thursday night, I had text Pastor Deuce, and I said, I'm preaching. Whether I have to sit or stand or lay down, I'm going to preach. And um, God has answered that prayer, and it's because of what he can do. It's nothing because of what I did, but what God did. And that's a testimony to what God will do. But when the enemy tries to defeat us, we need to be in prayer. The enemy looks to who he can devour and to take us down. But we need to be firm in our faith and know and be confident of what God will do. We don't know when, we don't know how, but we know God will answer our prayers. The purpose of prayer is real and it's genuine. It puts us directly in the path of God. It causes us to wrestle with our sins, to reflect on who he is and his holiness, and to consider our relationship with other people. It should be our desire to bring honor to God and to his name. The greatest need we have is to live our lives of holiness. The greatest prize is the power of the kingdom of God. Understanding the real purpose of prayer is that through prayer, we invite God to align, with, uh, to align us with him and his will. We do not attempt to align God with us. We need to understand God's view of prayer, how he intends it to benefit our souls, and how our focus in prayer will change as we mature. We need to be sure that we are getting alone with God and having a conversation with him. Remember, conversation is not just talking. It's listening. Prayer is not just talking to God. That is not the purpose that God has in prayer. It is talking with him, but it's listening. It's waiting. It's continuing to talk and listen and share with God what's on our hearts and what God wants to put back on our hearts and our minds and show us what we want to do. But we need to listen and have the conversation with God on a daily basis. We need to get alone with him constantly so that we can be in that communication with him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that we can come and have a conversation with you, that you are our Father who loves us, who cares about us, who wants the best for us, and that you would help us to be in align with your will for our lives. It's not about us. It's not about anything that we do or say or where we are, but it's got about who you are in us and through us and how you want to use us. Help us this week to make time to get more alone with you and have those conversations so that we can be in your will and doing what you want us to do. We love you, Lord. We thank you for all you provide for us. And we give you the glory in all things. In your name we pray. Amen.